morning, my name is Jason Drury and a very warm welcome to Visions in Sound. For those of you that may be joining the show for the first time, Visions in Sound is a movie, TV and video game soundtrack programme produced each and every week here on 98.5 CKWR. Well here we have show 33 of, no, I'll say that again, sorry. Here we have show 37 of 2023 and show 1,195 if you are keeping track that way, like Robbie Sims. This week is a special show for a number of reasons. Firstly, as you may have noticed already, there is a different presenter of the show. My name is Jason Drury. I have come from Ramsgate in Kent, England, and I am a podcaster and producer of the archive and talking soundtracks on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Network and also a regular contributor to this show. Usually I'm stuck in the monitor, so I'm glad to be free of it for one week at least. As I am visiting this wonderful country of Canada for around 10 days, I have been invited for one week only to take over this great show by its usual presenter. No, I've not locked him in a cupboard. He is right here as always, a man who needs no introduction, so I won't give him one anyway. A true legend of broadcasting, in this neck of the woods at least, the great Wand Rob Daniels. Good morning, Rob. Morning, Jason. Glad to be here. Now, secondly, this show is special for its subject. As I am a British person, for my sins, Rob and myself wanted to do a show featuring a great British film composer. In fact, one of the film music's finest exponents of the genre. The late, great John Barry Prendergast. Or, if you prefer, John Barry. Now here comes a little bit about exposition, so bear with me. Please, no, please don't fluff. Thank God for these glasses. Thank God, really for these glasses. <laughs> John Barry was born in the city of York, the son of an English mother and an Irish father. His mother was a classical pianist. His father, John Xavier Jack Prendergast from Cork, was a projectionist during the silent film era and later owned a chain of cinemas across Northern England. As a result of his father's work, Barry was raised in and around cinemas in Northern England and he later stated that the childhood background influenced his musical tastes and interests. Serving in the British Army, Barry spent his national service playing the trumpet. After the after national service, Barry worked as an arranger for Jack Parnell's and Ted Heath's orchestras forming his own band in 1957, the John Barry Seven. The John Barry Seven scored hit records in the EMI Colum- on the EMI Columbia label. These include Hit and Miss, the theme tune he composed for the BBC's Jukebox Jury programme, a cover of the Johnny Smith song Walk Don't Run, and a cover of the theme of the United Artists Western to the Magnificent Seven, composed by Elmer Bernstein. By 1959, Barry was gaining commissions to arrange music for other acts. The career breakthrough for Barry was the BBC television series Drumbeat, which he appeared with V. John Barry Seven. He was employed by EMI from 1959 to 1962, arranging orchestral accompaniments for the company's singers, including Adam Faith. He also composed songs along with Les Van Dyke and scored films for which Faith was featured. When Faith made his first film, Beat Girl, in 1960, Barry composed, arranged, and conducted the first. Conducted the film. Barry composed, arranged, and conducted the film score. His first. His music was later released as the UK's first ever soundtrack album. He composed the scores for 11 
of the James Bond films between 1963 and 1987, as well as arranging and performing the James Bond theme for the first film of the series, Doctor Doe, in 1962. He wrote the Grammy and Academy Award-winning scores for films such as Dancing with Rules and Outer Africa. Barry also wrote the theme for television, which included The Adventurer and The Persuaders, in a career spanning over 50 years. He won five Academy Awards in total and four Grammy Awards for scores including, amongst others, Born Free in 1966, The Lion in Winter in 1968, Midnight Cowboy in 1969, for which he did not receive an on-screen credit, and Somewhere in Time in 1980. He also achieved ten Golden Globe Awards, winning once for Best Original Score for Out Africa in 1986. Barry completed his last film score, Enigma, in 2001, and recorded the successful album Eternal Echoes the same year. He then concentrated chiefly on live performances and wrote and co-wrote the music to the musical Brighton Rock in 2004 alongside his regular lyricist Don Black. In 1999, he was appointed an OBE for services to music. In 2001, Barry became the Fellow of the British Academy of Songwriters, Composers and Authors, and in 2005, he was made a Fellow of the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. Barry was, made, Barry was married four times and had four children. He moved to the United States in 1975 and lived there until his death in 2011. Barry was often cited as having a distinct style which concentrated on lush strings and extensive use of brass. He was one of the first to employ synthesizers in a film score in, on Her Majesty's Secret Service in 1969 and to make wide use of pop artists and songs in Midnight Cowboy. Because Barry provided not just the main title theme but the complete soundtrack score, his music often enhanced the critical reception of a film, notably Midnight Cowboy, A Tamarind Seed, the first remake of King Kong in 1976, Out of Africa, and Dancing with Wolves. Now, Robert Daniels. Yes. You can wake up now. Oh, good. I know you're falling, so I can hear the snoring from here. What was your first contact with the music of John Barry? Well, it's, it's uh, like with most people, my first contacts were really with uh, the James Bond scores. I think I first remember... A View to a Kill really uh, sticking with me. But then I went back even further and I went, oh, yeah, The Black Hole was where I first kind of really knew it was like John Barry. It wasn't uh, it wasn't just just a, another film composer that there was, it was something to to follow. So. So, yeah, that's where I got my first first taste of John Barry. Excellent. Now, today's show will feature six of my favourite scores of John Barry, of the huge number of favourite scores in my, immense, in my immense collection. And try to say that just after midnight. I have decided not to play scores which have already featured recently on this fine show. So scores like Thunderball, Thunderball and The Black Hole are out of contention. Shows to which I've appeared, shows to which I have appeared on and will not be playing the music this evening. But I've talked... But now I've talked enough, and the brief is that this is a music show. So let's now listen to some music. My first pick features one of the greatest themes Barry ever composed, in my opinion, for sheer excitement. And Barry was known for a master of a good tune that hooks you from the very beginning of a movie and stays in your head long after the movie itself is finished. The Last Valley from 1971, directed by James Clavell, 
is an historical drama set during the Thirty Years' War of 1618-1648. While war ravages southern Germany, a a mercenary leader played by Michael Caine and a teacher, Omar Sharif, stumble upon a valley untouched by the war. So here now is music from the last Barry. From, no, sorry, I say that again, and I fluff there, sorry. <laughs> We're going well. We're going well. Yeah, going well. No problem. Yeah. So here now is music from the last Valley, composed as all of the music of the show is composed today by John Barry.
was lovely, wasn't it? That was music from the 1971 historical drama The Last Valley, with original score composed and conducted by John Barry from the original soundtrack recording released by Quartet Records. And at this point, do you have something to say, Rob? Well, the thing is, is that it's... You mentioned Quartet Records and uh, just how far they've come in the last couple of years with their re- recording quality. I, I, I asked you because I have the... Uh, um, the, the Last Valley on Silva, uh, uh, Silva America. And I asked if this was, if this was, if this was uh, mastered from the Silva, but no, this is the actual, the actual Barry score, not, not, not the re-recording. And then I mentioned the fact that I, I had specifically picked up John Carpenter's The Thing. And it, it to me, right now, uh, Quartet Records is doing a wonderful job when it comes to remastering these classic scores. Right. Do you, anything else to say, Rob? Well, no. It's for, no. That, that's please have something to say. <laughs> think of something to say. Okay, okay. In that case, if you don't want to have to say. I shall say this. Welcome back. To, welcome back to Visions in Sound, where we are going through six of the finest scores composed by John Barry, chosen by me, Jason Drury, with Robert Daniels, making sure I don't break the equipment. I'm clumsy that way, and it's after midnight. So all bets are off. My next choice is Mary Queen of Scots, the 1971 biographical film based on the life of Mary Stuart, Queen of Scotland, written by John Hale and directed by Charles Jarrett. The cast was led by Vanessa Redgrave as the title character and Glenda Jackson as Elizabeth I. Jackson had previously played the part of Elizabeth in the BBC TV drama Elizabeth R, screened in February and March of 1971, the first, ever, the first episode of which was also written by John Hale. Now, Barry's work on the film began even before the production began shooting, when, he, when, when screenwriter John Hale discovered a poem that Mary had written and dedicated to her beloved Bothwell, and Redgrave was going, going to perform it in the film Vive et moi which Barry set to music Barry's score earned a well-deserved Oscar nomination and would be the first of two occasions which he did not win the other being Chaplin in 1992 which made the show's shortlist but just missed out alternately dignified and regal romantic and bittersweet John Barry's music for Mary Queen of Scots, Mary Queen of Scots, evokes the period, enhances the atmosphere, and underlines the emotion. It is, and it is without doubt, one of Barry's undisputed masterpieces. And as John, and as John Burlingame said in his book *Music* by John Barry, released in 2022, quote, "Like all great film music, it remains a captivating musical experience apart from the images." That inspire it. Unquote. Decca Records issued an album coinciding with the film's release, beautifully produced by the composer. But while the album contained most of the score's highlights, it ran for just 28 minutes, or a little more than half of what Barry had recorded in London's CTA studios. The recent release by Quartet Records, just before Christmas 2022, marked the first release ever of the entire score, thanks to the recent discovery of previously unknown tape rolls in the Universal Vaults. Now, on my archive show, 
I played the original mono elements of the score. For today's show, I am going stereo. So here now is music from 1971 biographical film Mary Queen of Scots, composed by John Barry.
That was a bit of music, a teensy-weensy bit of music, 11 minutes 34 seconds to be precise from the 1971 biographical film Mary Queen of Scots with music composed by John Barry. And now, Rob, finally, this is time for your bit. Right, okay. So if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that we play here on Visions in Sound, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where you'll find this show, among many, many others, in about uh, two hours' time, two to three hours' time. And uh, you can also find me on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also find me on probably one of my favorite uh, terms, any podcatchers from uh, from uh, Eric Woods. I r- love that term. Absolutely love it. 
Uh, you can try me on good, like I said, good pods. But you can also try me on Apple Music as well as other, like I said, podcatchers. Jason. Thank you, Rob. Welcome back to Visions in Sound. As if you weren't away, as you probably did not. We are going through six of the finest scores composed by John Barry, chosen by me, Jason Drury, with Robert Daniels twiddling the knobs, if you catch my drift. Robert's face is now looking like I'm... What's up? What have I done? <laughs> what have I done doing this? Ah, You're doing a great you, job. You've... You asked me to do it. Yeah, I asked you. <laughs> you are paying the consequences now. Yeah, <laughs> the write up is a favourite, a favourite score of mine. The music that is, maybe not the film. Raised the Titanic, the 1980 adventure film produced by Lou Gray's ITC Entertainment and directed by Jerry Jameson. The film, written by Eric Hughes, adapted by Eric Hughes, with a screenplay by Adam Kennedy, is based on the 1976 book of the same name by Clive Kussler. The storyline concerns a plan to recover the RNS Titanic to obtain cargo valuable to the Cold War. The film starred Jason Robards, Richard Jordan, David Shelby, and Archer and Alec Gillis. It received extremely mixed reviews by critics and audiences and proved to be a box office bomb grossing over $7 million against an estimated $40 million budget. Producer Lou Grade famously remarked, quote, it would have been cheaper to lower the Atlantic, unquote. <laughs> John Barry created the film's musical score, which became the only acclaimed expert of the production and considered by many as one of the very best of Barry's career, closely following the style of his soundtrack for the Bond film Moonraker the preceding, the preceding year, with militaristic passages reflecting the Cold War aspects of the plot to the dark, cold, brooding compositions reflected in the underwater scenes. Now, while the original recordings of the music are being lost, Silver Screen Records, along with Nick Rain, one of Barry's orchestrators, commissioned a re-recording in 1999 of the complete score with the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra, any views on Rose of Titanic, Rob? Uh, the film itself, I remember vaguely seeing it one afternoon on kind of a Sunday afternoon kind of kind of thing. I was nonplussed by the film. It was it was okay. Um, the Raise the Titanic score, though, uh, came to me in a rather unusual way through a, uh, a one of my thrift shop uh, uh, journeys. And I was really happy to find it because I knew I didn't have it up up until that point. So this, it, for me, it was it was one of those scores that not a lot of people talk about when they when it comes to John Barry. And I think they should talk about it more. It's one of his most lyrical scores and most beautiful scores. You probably if you were here from the, the prelude from start to suite onwards. It is absolutely gorgeous. Fantastic. Here now is music from Ray's The Titanic. <laughs>
And that was music of the, from the 1980 adventure film Raise the Titanic, with music composed by John Barry and performed by the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Nick Vane. And if you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that we do play here on Visions and Sound, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try visionsinsound at uh, gmail, sorry, visions in sound, uh, facebook.com slash visions, <laughs> visions and sound. I am on the Twitter at visions sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. And you can also try Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also try one of the, one of the other ones, um, applemusic.com and have a blast listening. Just put in visions in sound and you can have a listen to the show. So, back to you, Jason. Yes, welcome back to Vision and Sound, where we are going through six of the finest scores composed by John Barry, chosen by me, Jason Drury, with a little help from Robert Daniels. Now, next up is it's an obscure, obscure score of a sort, High Road to China, a.k.a. Raiders of the End of the World, which is a 1983 adventure romance film set in the 1920s starring Tom Selleck in his first major starring role trying to get the Indiana Jones out of his system playing a hard drinking biplane pilot hired by society heiress Eve Evie Tozer paid by Beth Armstrong to find her missus uh, to find her missing father Wilfred Brimley Robert Morley and Brian Blessed give the film Wait literally as the supporting cast. Now, BSX Records released the complete score in 2010 and very conveniently edited a wonderful 10 minute suite at the end of the album, which appeared on my very first archive show, cool. which I regularly play away from the show to get my John Barry fix of these strings work and, and lose myself in them. So let's hear it now. The suite from John Barry's score to High Road to China for the original soundtrack album from BSX Records.
that was a 10-minute suite of music from the 1983 adventure romantic film High Road to China with music composed and conducted by John Barry. Now, welcome back to this very special Visions in Sound show where I, Jason Drury, have taken over the show for one week to play my choices of music of John Barry with regular presenter Rob Daniels making sure that the damage and reputation to his show is not irretrievable. And try saying that at 1.15 in the morning. Now next next up is John Barry's very original take on King Kong. A 1976 monster adventure movie produced by Dina De Laurentiis and directed by John Gulliman. It was a modernised remake of the 1933 film about a giant ape that is captured and taken to New York City for exhibition. It stars Jeff Bridges, Charles Grodin and Jessica Lang in a first film role and features mechanical effects by Carlo Rambaldi and makeup effects by Rick Baker. It was, at the time, the fifth entry in the King Kong franchise. Now, Barry's score, I feel, here is unique in terms of, of, in terms of these sort of movies. He really goes for the emotional aspect of the film and scores Jackson sequences in a very sympathetic way to Kong with his glowering fatal Kong theme which seems to hint of a tragedy of the film's ending from a very early stage. Do you have any opinions of the uh, score, Rob? It has been a number of years since I've actually um, watched, first of all, watched the film, but I, I really enjoyed, I, again, John Barry's score, it just, it seems to transcend the film and really does a fantastic job of, of bringing out the, the sympathetic nature of Kong. I mean, Kong is a, is a sympathetic character, and Barry really brings that forth. I agree, probably. The music here comes from the excellent two-disc set released by FSM of the score in 2012. So here now is a suite from the 1976 version of King Kong, the music composed, as all the suites are today, by John Barry.
been some good music on this show as, as an amazing stuff again. That was music from the 1976 version of King Kong with music composed like all the stuff on the show today by the great John Barry and Rob. Uh, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that we do play here on Visions and Sound, by all means, you can contact me, of course, at visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where this particular show will show up in about uh, a couple of hours' time. And you can also try me on GoodPods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also try me on many of the other podcatchers out there, but including a, including Apple Music as well as, like I said, many others. Jason. Welcome back to Visions in Sound and this special show featuring the music of the late, great John Barry. And then we come, to, amazingly, now to my final choice. And what a choice it is. Dances with Wolves, the 1990... American epic western, starring, directed, and produced by Kevin Cosner in his feature directorial debut. It was a film adaptation of the 1988 novel entitled Dance of the Wolves by Michael Blake that tells the story of Union Army Lieutenant John John J. Dunbar, who travels to the American frontier to find a military post, who meets and meets a group of Lakota Indians and gradually bonds with them. Now the original composer signed on the project was Basil Polidoris, based on his work for his classic western score for Lonesome Dove, but he left the project to compose the music for Flight of the, Flight of the Intruder with his regular collaborator John Milius, and he regretted it for the rest of his life, unfortunately. Barry was brought in to replace Polidoris. It was his first score in two years since taking a break due to a ruptured esophagus. The score has what he has considered the score has what he considered his interpretation of what Indian themes would be like. He prepared by listening to American Indian music, but didn't incorporate it into his score, believing it should be seen through the protagonist's eyes. Barry and Costner both envisioned a large and romantic score due to the feeling of space in the film. A superb example of this is coming up in the suite from John Barry's Academy Award winning score from the 1990, for the 1990 epic western Dances with Wolves from the 2015 two CD set of the complete score released by La La Land Records.
It's like so many of John Barry's scores, you just lose yourself in the wonderful string arrangements. That was a short suite of music from the 1990 multi-award-winning epic Dances with Wolves, with music composed and conducted by John Barry. Well, we've come to the end of this special show on Visiting Sound. Thanks for hanging around for those who did. Rest assured, the rest will not escape thanks to the, pos- thanks to the podcast. I like to spread the pain when I can. Now, as we continue into 2023, I hope as you, as you're getting on with your day, that you realise just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you different. If you're ever feeling not right, there are people out there that care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky once said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is sometimes for me to sit behind the mic when I feel no one is listening apart from my cat. Have you seen my podcast audience figures? Seriously, I have been in such a position myself in a number of times in the past and know the importance of someone at the end of the phone who can help you talk out what may be what you may feel has been a hopeless situation. Luckily these days I have good friends such as Rob and especially my loving partner Mandy to help me through such difficult times. Now, if you know someone who you know who could be in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, Kids Help Phone, Kids Kids Help Your Phone, 1-800-1-800 or 1-800-668. 6868 or 1844 here 247 or and here 247.ca as the other website. All offer ways of giving help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental issues. And if you're listening to the show in the UK on the podcast for emotional support, you can call the Samaritans 24 helpline on 11123, visit the Samaritan branch in person. Or go to the Samaritans website at www.samaritans.org. And if you're a young person or concerned about a young person, you can also contact Papyrus Prevention. That's P-A-P-R-U-S, P-A-P-Y-R-U-S Prevention of Young Suicides UK. Their Hope Link digital support platform is open 24-7 and you can call it at 0800 068 4141, text 0786-003-9967 or email pat at papyrus p-a-p-y-r-u-s dash uk dot org between the hours of 9am and midnight now Rob what are you doing next week if you're still allowed on the air well that's not a problem next week's show is uh, called the chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one we're talking about Mars invasion films. So join Robert Daniels next week as he ponders the chances of anything coming from Mars. Thank the Lord it was nothing to do with Uranus. But he can't do a sort of joke of that at this time, this time of night. My sincere thanks for Rob Daniels for allowing me to take over his show for a week. It's been a real blast, he says here. We must do it again sometime in the we future will. if the management are willing to take such a risk again. The insurance cost must be too great, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end the show this week 
with some more music from the radio promos of Dancing with Wolves. And with the relief of the audience, I'm sure, Rob Daniels will be back next week presenting the show once again with some more Visions in Sound. For Rob and myself, Jason Drury, we bid you a very good night.
Hey, Rob, what does, what does this button do? Uh, wait, wait, Jason, not that one. 